Hello and welcome to Blades Pod. It is Monday, the 21st of February. My name's Ben. On the line, it's Andrew. How are you, pal? Very good, mate. How are you? Very good as well, thank you. Those blades are into the playoff places. Can we just mm. can we just take a moment to appreciate that? Like, you know, yeah. three months ago we were eighteen to something when uh Heckingbottom took over, or rather shortly yeah. uh, shortly beforehand. Um and then we've spent like I don't know, maybe a month or six weeks sort of going, Well, you know, if we win all our games in hand, we'll be in the playoffs mm. and we actually now in are good, in the playoffs. Yeah, I think in good nick it was put up a table where after the Blackburn debacle and that was the game after we did our uh our drafts for next season and the picks and, you know, uh, rank the players. And I think we were 13 points off West Brom uh, mm. at that point. I know they've fallen, don't get me wrong, but I think we're four points above them now. Was it three points above them? Three points above them with a game in hand. Yeah, it's, yeah that, that is quite astonishing, that turnaround. But, um, yeah. yeah, we are now one of the six best teams of the league, which is quite impressive, really, considering where we've come from. And... Um, yeah, I think uh, you know this this performance and the result on um, on Saturday just it kind of underlined that that actually we probably are one of the best six teams in the league. Yeah, you know, well, we're certainly playing like it at the moment. I mean, we, we've said all season, even when we were rubbish, this is a poor league, and I think we're hopefully seeing that now in in relation to us because I thought we were really good. I thought we played that game. Perfect, like on Saturday, mm. the way Swansea playing. So, I have to admit, when the team came out, I was sort of not sure about Berger because, as we know, like they struggle if, you, as we saw in the game as well, uh, if you press, if you press them as they're trying to, you know, get get through the press, they, they give it away quite a lot of their own half. And I was wondering, like, oh, maybe even McBurney or Njai a bit more work rate, but it worked perfectly, and I thought Berger in first half in particular were unbelievable. Yeah, so many players had fantastic games, I think. Um, we are four points above West Brom, by the way. Um, Is it four, sorry? With, with a game in hand as well. So, um, it's like yeah. the final added his points up, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I know, yeah. It's just, it was just saving it till the end of the month. It's like payday mm-hmm. or something. Um, <laughs> so, so stupid. Uh, yeah, we should probably talk about Swansea's tactics uh, in relation to what you just said. But uh, we'll do that later on, because I want to talk about how mm. great we are first, or yeah. how great we were, certainly. I mean, have you have you ever seen a team get so dominated despite having like sixty five percent possession as Swansea did? It was I, an obliteration, I wasn't it? it? I mean, people are saying they reminded uh, they reminded them of us uh, under Slav, and I get that, and I completely see it with the passing and stuff. I don't think we ever got demolished like that, uh, other than West Brom, um, and that were a completely different style of performance that West Brom beat us with, which was yeah. long balls, big throws, and corners. We didn't sort of we didn't put long balls in or we didn't score loads of corners and free kicks or anything like that. We just completely played that game as well as you could really expect or imagine or hope. Yeah. It was uh it was glorious to watch. I mean, um I th- I think this is the best that we we have played since um since before covid basically. Undoubtedly. Yeah, I was trying to think of the the, the last dominant performance like this I, I can think of at the top of my head and other people might. It actually in, in a weird way, especially first off reminded me a bit of the Burnley game, but obviously Burnley mm. created a lot more chances. I say a lot more, you know, they they missed a couple of really good chances. Um but the last one was that comfortable it might have been Reading at home, you know the 4-0. Oh yeah. Yeah, I think that's a good shot. That was the one that could have been seven or eight nil. Yeah, because I saw you know some people say I uh, someone tweeted me this morning best we played since uh, since Peterborough at home, which is definitely true. But 
I would go back further because we <laughs> were still a bit defensively suspect yeah. in that game, whereas this was just a complete team performance. Swansea didn't have a single shot inside our penalty area. Mm. That's yeah. insane. That, I think it were a mild, yeah, I, I think it was not miles. I think it was a better performance than Peterborough. Yeah, we scored six at Peterborough, but we should have scored six yesterday, but for two particularly incredible misses. <laughs> uh, and uh, and as you said, they Peterborough did have a few chances. It were 1-1 at half-time. We were in control of this from the minute that goal, that first goal went in. Yeah, and, and arguably before, to be honest. Yeah, it just, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, wow, where to start? Um, so, uh, midfield three of Norwood, Fleck and Berger, uh, mm. and only, sort of ostensibly only one striker, like Gibbs White kind of playing off sharp, I thought. Yeah, yeah. Um, right. How that looked. Uh, and yeah, Bulldog and Norrington Davis are, um, are wing-backs, but I think the rest of the team uh, kind of picking itself at the moment. Yeah. Um, that midfield is quite exciting especially when going up against uh, a team like Swansea where we were just able to I guess bully them like with and without the ball you know just we just look faster stronger we use the ball quicker obviously they play incredibly slowly but the contrast between what we did with the ball and what they did with the ball was so massive yeah and um yeah possibly- and that's where the slav comparisons do come in i don't think we were ever as bad as that under slav as bad as swansea were probably because we've got better players but i do think that that sort of slow and the other team always look quicker and always look more hungry and stronger mm. and it, a lot of it's nothing to do with that it's to do with just the way they they're being told to play and it is this slow, methodical... And look, they're not bottom of the league or anything. So they, they can't be... I know they've got a terrible away record, but we're not talking like we beat Barnsley 4-0. They're, they're a lower mid-table championship team, Swansea. Yeah, I know. Strange, strange tactics there. But um, I want to talk about those more first. Um, yeah, so that Burnley game, yeah, I heard a few people mention that as I was uh, going to the toilet half-time, actually, because obviously... 3-0 up and yeah. typical Blades fans are cut here. Like, multiple people go, oh, it should be five though, should it? Like, annoyed <laughs> almost. Annoyed that we're only 3-0 up at half time, yeah, which yeah, I totally yeah. get because, um, yeah, I would say in the in the game in totality, we missed two chances, probably easier than anything we actually did stick in yeah. the back of the net. Yeah, um, yeah Morgan Gibbs-White, uh, any any concerns about his, his fitness or form, I think, blown out of the water with this performance. Yeah. He was just unplayable wasn't he yeah and I, I would never I'd never had any doubt about him coming back I think that he, he's too good to just go off the boil it's not like he he's not like he had a run of form where he was just scoring goals and you know and, and you think oh god he's dried up now he's, he's lost his form he's just too good to, to, to do that so I know you know pe- some people get frustrated with him because he tries these flicks and stuff like that and we saw one in the first half where he should have taken it on and he tried to back it just keep doing them because that is the difference between him and most other players in the league. Because when it comes off, he creates stuff out of nothing. Tell that to my dad. He's, uh, I think his his blood pressure increases every time Gibbs White <laughs> tries a flick and gives it away. Yeah, Morgan <laughs> flicks White. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. Um, so Gibbs White does give us uh, gives us the lead with um, a, just a beautiful ball from Norwood, which I, is probably his first open play assist for like. A year and a half, Norwood, I think, yeah. which is kind of baffling. Yeah. But this is a uh, just a magnificent pass from him. I mean, having I've watched it again a bunch of times, and he's, like, he's almost he's almost falling backwards when he hits it. Norwood, he's obviously on the halfway line and just drops this perfect through ball um, over the top onto Gibbs White's chest. 
he takes a great first touch to be fair and finishes it really well as well I mean it got sharp uh, square of him if you wanted to roll it to be honest yeah, so, yeah I saw that yeah it's sharp but like they scored and obviously rolled towards it but sharp's shouting for it then Gibbs White scores and you can see sharp there's probably a bit of him saying oh, I could have scored that <laughs> <laughs> yeah great ball great finish and then um the the second goal arrives shortly afterwards, and uh, we've obviously had a little bit of uh, good natured stick from some people on Twitter, given uh, given mm. who the goal scorer was. They were but... a lucky shot, there. So <laughs> <laughs> George Baldock with his his first goal in two years, I think, almost to the day. Probably yeah, Norwich away. Uh, yeah, I believe that was his last league goal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and then Swansea at home would have been his uh, his last home goal. Was that right? Yeah, so the first game of the eighteen nineteen season would have been the last time he scored a, a league mm. goal at Bramall Lane, yeah, I think. Yeah, um, really good performance overall by Baldock, by the way. I don't want that to get lost with the, the, mm. the goal. I think we criticised him a lot on Tuesday, and I, I still think rightly so, because I don't think he offered anything at all in an attacking sense, and mm. Lewis Potter gave him some problems as well. I thought he was fantastic in this match, like aggressive... I mean, he always looks up for it anyway, but I think it were almost like I've got a point to prove here because he, he, I think he'll know he had a poor game. Yeah, and he, he has a he has a big hand in the third goal as well. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, look, the, the the facts speak for themselves. That's his first goal in two years, you know, <laughs> and he's, he's played a lot of football yeah. and got into dangerous positions a lot during that period. But yeah, you're right. He was excellent in this game. I mean, I think he's, you know, his, his whole Blades career has been good without a shadow oh, yeah. of a doubt. Oh yeah, he's, he's definitely a legend in, in the sense of he's the sort of player who could come back in ten years and he'll get claps. You know, he's not. He, it's just that end product, but that's him. That's that's you know that's that's why we've got those sort of players because we can't afford players better than him. But he's the best of that price range that we can get, probably. What were yeah. it, seven hundred fifty grand or whatever? Some like that, yeah. yeah. Absolute bargain. It was actually yeah, pound for pound, one of our, our better signings of. Uh... Well, recent history, I suppose. Um, so this call, I mean, you and I sit fairly close to each other on the cop. Yeah. Uh, just talk me through your experience watching this hit the back of the net. Well, my first experience was like when Fleck got it, shoo, as every year as you do, you know, and he's miles away. And then he passes to, and I'm thinking, that's a poor cross from Norton and Dave. It's like, he's not, well, he's gone backwards. What's he doing? And then like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he had hit the bar and got out. And I was like, Oh my! And then, why does he celebrate? I think he's it's going to be disallowed. I don't know why, but it's too good. If you know what I mean, yeah. I'm like sort of looking at the lines, we're thinking, is that is that going to count? Yeah, it's like a glitch <laughs> uh, yeah, in the matrix. Yeah, but he runs his celebration as he does, but he runs straight through into the dugout, <laughs> fucking his ear to no one in particular. <laughs> Fantastic! I don't know if you've heard his interview after where he said he just lost it, and he said like. What was the celebration about? And he was just like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, that's what happens when uh, you don't score for a couple of years, I suppose. Did he? Uh, did he also make something? He said something to about McGoldrick. Yeah. Like, he said to McGoldrick, "I don't know how you keep so calm when you score." I was like, well, probably not the best man to ask. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think the crowd noise says it all when this when this goes in. It's it's not the usual sort of yeah. It's like a wow. Like, yeah. yeah, that's it. That's the wow. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, that has to be one of the best goals I've seen scored live, I think. Like, mm. I put it up there with Michael Brown's um, volley against Wednesday, Lee Evans against um, yeah. Middlesbrough a couple of years ago. Yeah. Just to, I mean, I've, I've probably watched this like 50 times now, like just, literally just like flicking forward and back, trying to, trying to work out how on earth he does it. But yeah, essentially, Norrington Davis stands up across at like, 
I guess he. I mean, he is aiming for somebody's head. I don't know if it's Sharp who doesn't quite touch it. And I then... think it's Gibbs White who comes running in, and mm. I think he's aiming for him to to head it. I, it's not actually a bad cross from Norton Davis, by the way. It's just that mm. at that point you obviously wanted to go forward, and I was like, why has he passed it back? You know what I mean? But in Steam's ball, I can just. I don't even know how to describe it. Like, yeah, volleys it so cleanly that, I mean, the camera can barely keep up with it. Obviously, crashes in off the bar straight into the side netting, which is, you know, extra aesthetically pleasing points for that, I think. Keepers just stood there. I mean, you watch all the reactions of the players. Gibbs White is just, he is like the the shocks emoji face, basically. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and uh, it's so good. Noah's reaction is really funny as well. Yeah, just like arms... uh, Fist to the sky, basically. Yeah, and obviously, like we just won the playoff final in the last minute or something. Yeah, the, um, I think uh, it's weird because you said I've watched it loads of times and I still don't feel like I've seen it. If that makes sense, because yeah. it went that fast, it, I need like a, a slow motion stop by stop. If anyone's got one of them, uh, so I can proper examine what happened. Yeah, it's, it's an unbelievable strike. Uh, yeah, I'd love to know how fast the how fast the ball travelled, like going into the net. It's just. Should the keeper have done better? No, no. <laughs> I love well, I mean, that. Every time, every time you can see the goal, there will be a Swansea fan somewhere because every time you can see the goal, you have a go at your own goalkeeper. It's like yeah. the keeper were a bit, you were a bit slow to didn't react. Even dri- <laughs> didn't even dive, did he? Shocking, baby. <laughs> um, yeah, fantastic. And I don't want to overlook the actual build-up play either because mm. it, you know, it starts all the way back at Fodringham, yeah, plays Fodringham. it out, bash him, and then. Uh, Lovely one too. On Fodringham's distribution because it's something that a lot of people criticised when he first came into the team. I think he's, he's sort of throwouts and stuff like that. He's really quick. He's always looking, you know, what mm. to and to pass out and stuff. And um, yeah, it wasn't the hardest pass out for him or anything like that. But good that we, you know, we're not. As I said, it wasn't a West Brom. Let's just boot it up to these people up front because they're quite weak. We we did play it around them ourselves. I feel like we hardly ever take a goal kick long at the moment, which is good because we have a very small strike force yeah. generally, you know, apart yeah. from, um, well, I guess McBurney and McGoldrick. McBurney, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. When it's Sharp and Brewster or Sharp and Jai or Sharp and Gibbs White, they're not the greatest in the air. So, yeah. As we've seen from our uh, corners. (laughs) (laughs) Indeed, indeed. Um, Yeah, great one-two by Berger and uh, and Gibbs White. And then, yeah, he plays it perfectly into Fleck, to Norton Davis onto George's instep and crashes in a just a I mean, stunning is the only word I can think of. I think everyone was stunned. Not only the yeah. I think we'd have been stunned if Sharp had scored it, but I think with it being Baldock, it just adds to like the oh my God, how's he done yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Incredible. Incredible goal. Another one by the way, you're on about great goals. Um a little bit like that Leeds one as well, what Billy Sharp scored. Oh that's true, yeah. I yeah. Mean, this for me this is like a hundred times better than that. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's yeah, definitely worthy of a mention. Um, should have been three. Gibbs oh. White uh, missed. Well, before uh, that, Gibbs White goes through, oh, no. and then back heels it to Sharp, and we'll just take it on, man. <laughs> he was in on goal. Yeah, <laughs> clean through, and I'm like, what? He's trying to be too clever. That's where people do get, you know, disappointed with the flicks and stuff. But I suppose best time, best time to try is two and up. Yeah, I mean, even better time to try it is five nil up at half time. Yeah, yeah, don't, it... yeah. Don't do that in an important game, please. Just take it on and have a shot. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah, in on goal and decides to back heel it to Sharp, uh, and the defender eventually gets it away. But um, yeah, I'd, just on Gibbs White. I mean, I'd already said he was like pretty much unplayable, but that's 
I like him playing there. That's, uh, you know, the amount of times he was able to pick up the ball and run at, you know, basically the last defender with it. I don't know as many other teams will afford him that opportunity. Like, I imagine anyone who's watched this game back before we play them next is going to be like, yeah, he's not doing that against us. We're going to have somebody stood on his toes. Yeah. But if he can do that, if he gets that much space playing in that position off a striker... He is almost untouchable. He's he's just so much better than the championship. We're we're proper lucky to have him this season. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You know, he, I mean, I don't know if he's the the best player in the championship, but he's got to be in the top five. If, if you look at Mitrovic, for instance, he obviously like fantastic goal scorer and what have you. But is he worth more than Gibbs White? Realistically, I don't think he is. Yeah, I think if you, if if we had Mitrovic, I don't think it would make that much of a difference as it does to us having Gibbs White, for example. Yeah, but I'm just obviously Gibbs White's also only, what, 19 or whatever he is. Uh, he's a bit older, is it like 21, 22? But... Is he 35, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he's a... Uh, but what, yeah, I mean, I don't like these debates. You can, yeah, that's true. You can, it's, just, it's all subjective, isn't it? But, yes. um, but basically, we've got one of the best players in the league, undoubtedly. Yeah, and uh, if you're going to stop conceding goals, as we have done, that's another home game without conceding, another... Game full stop without conceding. Were you sent me that we've got the third best defensive record in the league now? I don't know if it's the third best, but it's certainly we've got the joint most amount of clean sheets. And we oh, had, that it's all right, right. But we had uh, we had three clean sheets um, after that Blackburn game. We drew we drew the next game nil nil against Coventry. So that was our fourth clean sheet. We're yeah, now, yeah, yeah, yeah. We now have thirteen. But I mean, I'm just looking now. There's only one, two, three. Four. There's only four teams that have conceded less than we have. Right, yeah. Um, do you know Fulham has scored 30 goals more than the next highest goal I scorer? looked at this on Saturday night. <laughs> look at the league. It said GF, like goals for 79. The close one was 49, like Bournemouth. I'm like, what? <laughs> oh, Bournemouth do have a game in hand, though. So if they win 30 0, then it. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. Who are they playing? Barnsley. Swansea. <laughs> Swansea. <laughs> they are actually. They are playing Swansea. <laughs> okay, so yeah. Let's uh, put, a, put a pin in that one then. Maybe, uh, maybe that'll change. <laughs> um, yeah, Gibbs White, absolutely tremendous. But he does miss that. Uh, he does miss a header that Sharp sets him up. You know, Sharp going for his millionth assist of the season. And mm. Gibbs White somehow heads it wide inside the six yard box. I, I don't know if he was trying to do his old club a favour here or something. It probably wasn't. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, it were, I, that was, I, I have to admit, I, made, I, I did the old United pessimism. I made in my hands going, that's going to cost us. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know whether I'm just a bit... Uh, I don't know. I've been really confident in this team for a while. Like, as soon as we get ahead, mm. basically. I, get, I mean, the evidence is there now. We, oh, yeah, we're yeah, still yeah. conceding goals. That's probably why... I'm... Sure, it, there's no logic in that, what I thought. But you do. I think it's normal as a football fan to say, oh, is that, is 2-0, that 3-0, that buried him. And then, obviously, luckily, we got the third goal pretty much straight after anyway. Indeed, and Gibbs White uh, contributes to this one. Um, great play by Baldock, sort of hustling on the, on the wing. You know, the guy's trying to trying to shepherd it out for a throw in and he hooks his leg round to keep it in and uh and gives White with a great touch and a just a perfect this is the kind of thing I talk about about him being like one of the best players in the championship. Yeah. The the weight on that through ball and it's you know the outside of his foot he's is it's on the run as well from from his point of view. It's not like he's you know stood still and able to properly weight it. And then you know sharp scoring. I mean it's it's just a footnote at this point, isn't it? Like, oh, Billy Sharp's going yeah. to like, yeah, yeah, well, that's what he does, isn't it? You know, <laughs> the, the fact that he's just, you know, timing his run perfectly to get away from a championship defence and then casually chipping it over the goalkeeper into the net. 
I mean, barely bat an eyelid. It's, it's like it's not even close to being a headline for this game, is it? Yeah, that, it's, obviously. Again, it, typical sharp in the you're thinking. Yeah, it's a pretty normal finish, but it's another good finish. It's another. It's another finish that I'm not going. I'm not slagging him off for the sake of it, but he obviously got locked up midweek. I wouldn't have really fancied McBurney in that position. Let's put it that way. Well, I mean, we've so, seen we've seen Njai, who you and I are very yeah, high on. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You know failed to convert two similar chances to that in the last couple of games so yeah he's, he's still one of the best sharp uh we've said it a million times and uh yeah. if you keep scoring then uh, we will get to keep saying it for the rest of the season but yeah three nil up game over should have been five as you said and um yeah into the second half it it kind of continued didn't it i mean yeah they uh, had a little bit of spell of possession which you expect well all the possession but i mean a little bit deeper in our half i think to start the the second half with but not you know, not they never cause us any problems whatsoever, and we always still look the most dangerous side. Absolutely, but they had that one shot from miles away that Fodringham easily saved, and that was basically it. Yeah, that that was probably the hardest thing Fodringham had to do in the entire yeah. game. Actually, a couple of I don't know, they had a couple of corners that he punched away, didn't he? But as I said before, they uh, they haven't yeah. scored a set piece goal this season, and uh, and I'll ready to it. I'm going to give you the, uh, the two finger salute I if they scored. Yeah, I did say that. I did say like because they had a corner to like the last kick of the game, and I said if they score this, I'm still not forgiving Ben. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Baldock had one disallowed. Yeah, he, he do was offside. To be fair, um, lovely play by Berger. I did, maybe What's we took... popping up there for, by the way. Yes, <laughs> is what we, what you like to see. Um, yeah. Yeah, but Berger had a great game. I thought, like, um, yeah, poss- possibly his best game for us. He had a couple of good ones post COVID as well. I thought um, in the Premier League. Uh, so, like yeah. against Spurs, I think. I think it was yeah the Spurs yeah, game. I thought it was really yeah good. Spurs. Spurs played really well in Spurs. But like you say, it, uh, what I liked about that game is normally does normally with Berger you'll get twenty twenty five minutes of really good stuff, and then he's a bit out of it. I think he was pretty much constantly on it from the very first minute when he sh- uh, shrugged their man off the ball which we don't mm. see enough of with him with his size and stuff and yeah I think he was absolutely fantastic and he put in a really good pass for Sharp actually in the second half you know where it looked like an handball oh yeah uh, and, he squared it across the box yeah and Sharp probably should have shot or whatever but it's a really good ball first time and yeah he's obviously got quality and, right, I mean if everyone's fit on Wednesday I'd go with the same team again yeah I'd lo- oh, love to see that yes please um yeah, because obviously this is a game we didn't have as much possession as we're, we're used to. No. And, and I think we said in the when we're in the Premier League, like, oh, Berger, you know, he's, because we don't have as much of the ball, he, he doesn't have the opportunity to, like, really be involved all that much. Like, the game can sort yeah. of just pass him by. Yeah. And we thought, once we get to the Championship, that's going to go out the window. He's going to get much more of the ball and we'll be able to see, you know, he won't be doing three good things a game. He'll be doing, like, 10 or 12 good things a game because he'll just yeah. have more of the ball. And we haven't really seen it this season for various reasons. Obviously not been in the team that much with injuries and what have you. The team has been through significant change, I guess, in the last... I, do, I mean, people say, oh, he's had enough money to pay. But I do feel sorry for him in the sense that he's come in, he's had f- f- well, three different managers, four if you include Eckingbottom twice, if you know what I mean. Mm. New country, absolutely appalling first season behind closed doors. Obviously, had to isolate himself um, in, a, in a new country for so long, and then he's come back and he's got injured this season. So it has been tough for him. Yeah, it's not been ideal conditions for him, certainly. Um, but yeah, this was the this was the performance that I think probably a lot of fans have been hoping to see more of this season, and hopefully we will mm. now see more of it as he's you know another another week, another game into fitness coming off this hamstring injury, which 
did rule him out for quite a long time. But yeah, the the strength he showed was what we want to see when it, you know this sort of like yeah. giant Norwegian man against puny yeah. children. Oh, basically, I, I think I said it to you before in the pub that I saw someone saying, "Oh, these conditions are not good for burger." It's like from Norway, mate. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> not from the Mediterranean. <laughs> <laughs> I will. I, it, it would be remiss of me not to mention the uh, the dawdle that he did in the second half. There, oh when, um... no, yeah, he, he does that once a game. He's like, "Oh, I'm just having a really nice time." Oh no, it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> Keeper passes it straight to his feet on the edge of the box, and he decides to just sort of stand there while a man runs in from behind him and tackles yeah. him. Yeah, that was uh, that was a, not a great bit of play, but yeah, there was there was many other good bits of play, and yeah, running with the ball so many times. Like I think it's yeah, it's, it's that move you mentioned where he plays a pass across the sharp. But you watch mm. the highlights back, the amount of moves on the counter attack where he is charging forward off the ball. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. Th- this is you know we've said it, haven't we? We wanted we wanted to play further forward, and I think he had the license to do that with um, with Fleck and Norwood in the team behind him, if you like, and Gibbs White dropping in as well. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that looked like the best use of him, to be honest. And um, hopefully, yeah, hopefully he's good to start again on Wednesday night, and yeah, ideally many more games the rest of the season. Um, did make it four uh, nil with Gibbs White. Um, Yes, this is before the Norwood miss, isn't it? Who boy? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Where, yes. Uh, uh, this is great play from Sharp. But it holds hmm. what three players off. I don't know if you've seen on the replay. I don't know who it is in the box, actually. They've basically got no shirt on. It's Berger. Because <laughs> he's been pulled that much. By... Is it Berger? Yeah, 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 I noticed that as well. He's just like, he can't even, he's just literally bare back. <laughs> <laughs> Topless man, in, probably thought it was a streaker, distracted the defender. Yeah, great play from Sharp, all three off. And, then, and again, another finish that you think, oh, yeah, good finish. But it's a fantastic finish. Yeah, he has no time to set himself, Gibbs White. Like, no backcliff, just passes it into the corner of the net, basically. Another yeah. one the keeper's unable to dive for. We should yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. we should mention the comic timing of this one, I think, as well. Um, <laughs> Swansea having set off some flares at 3-0, which is... Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. They outdid Hull City. And uh, there was a, a gang of maybe 15 uh, adolescent Swansea fans uh, mm-hmm. breaking off from the main section of their support to taunt the South Stand pretty much as this fourth goal goes in. So there's some, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's some very good videos filmed from G&H Block of yeah. basically just laughing at the fans uh, as our fourth fa- goal I think goal. it were pretty much good-natured. I don't think mm, it were much true, yeah. sort of... They, were, they weren't any real vile. I mean, I know, yeah, for yeah. instance, a, a whole City fan ripped a seat up at, at our ground on Saturday, apparently. Um, on Tuesday, should I say. And I don't think it was anything like that. I, mean, you, I do feel for the Swansea fans. They come all that way. Horrible conditions for them. And then the team just plays like they, it's a trading match, basically. Absolutely bizarre. Let's uh, We'll talk about them here, maybe. Um I just, I couldn't believe what I was watching. I mean, I was genuinely no, I laughing. I was mad for them. Mm. I were angry, thinking, what are you doing? I know it's good for us, but, you know. <laughs> I was honestly laughing at the amount of times it would just get passed back to the goalkeeper. <laughs> like, rather than it being passed forward or, you know, somebody trying to dribble or something like that. Um, I mean, if that's your if that's your game plan, fair enough. But when you're 2-0 down and then 3-0 down at half-time, surely you have to think about changing your game plan and when you're just constantly giving it away three, yeah i thought three not half time it might make a couple of changes and go a bit a little bit more direct not in terms of long balls and i think they've got those sort of plays but you know front of foot and saying you know be quicker 
and they were just as bad. And I, I, I've not, I, they were so pointless. Like they were the most pointless team I've ever seen. Yeah, and you know, I know you said they're what they're like the seventeenth or something. They're not, they're not the worst yeah. team in the championship. But if that's how they play in every game, what are you doing? Because they've only scored thirty-two goals in thirty-one games. Yeah. They're not going to get relegated unless there's a surprise points deduction. But they're still seventeenth. Like that's that's clearly not working if that's your default way of playing. Mm. Um, and yeah, we. I mean, I was excited every time they took a goal kick. Yeah, yeah, I were on the edge of a seat. Yeah, I mean, two of our best chances. Came from that, including the Norwood one. We'll come on to. Yeah, um, so I, I thought it was absolutely astonishing from them, and to yeah, to have sixty-five percent possession or whatever it was, and yeah, not a single shot inside our box. I think they had an xG of zero point two, which is like, yeah, you know, you might as well, well, yeah, you might as well not bothered coming basically. Which is but the thing is, you're not, you wouldn't, it, they were never beating the press. I think they beat mm. the press, the, the first press once, got into our half and lost it, and that's the only time they passed round us. If it keeps failing. It's not a good thing just to keep doing the same thing. You do need to mix it up. And this is a problem with Slav, obviously. And Actually, as I'm thinking about it, maybe David Weir is a more mm. of a... He did that, you know, one up front, pass, pass, pass. Go, it don't work, you're not going anywhere. And he just kept doing it and kept doing it. And there's one thing like, you know, playing to your principles and, and trying to build something, but you have to have more to your game. You have to. If you're not, if you haven't got the... Maybe Fulham could get away with doing it, but Swansea certainly can't. Yeah, I, mean, I thought they played like they were, like they thought they were Barcelona or Man City mm. or something. Like, yeah, Man City is probably a better example, giving us a Barcelona in the Europa League kind of thing. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah they, they played like they thought they were Man City, and we played like we actually were Man City. <laughs> Just like, yeah. you know, yeah, I... ruthless pressing, ruthless finishing, incredible speed on the counter attack. I, I mean, we haven't been able to say that about United for a couple of seasons now. No. no, 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 no. I don't know. Also, I want to mention how, how often they were offside. I looked at the stats and it said they were only offside five times. But That's quite it a lot, more... actually. It is a lot, but they were offside almost like just past the halfway line a lot of the time. Mm. Like a ball had come in from, like, I don't know, 50 yards out. And he's like, what? Who's offside? They just really sort of, I mean, obviously we were pushing high to press them and stuff like that, but they just looked really sort of, I don't know, like I say, like a training match, just going through the motions, really. Yeah, clearly not the worst team to play at Bramall Lane this season, like from a technical perspective. But I think, no, 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 I think no. the worst performance from a team at Bramall Lane. Yeah, yeah, I think Peterborough are obviously worse. You know, they're, they're a worse side. I think I even mean, you Hull, could say that Hull are worse. worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hull, Hull are, don't have as good players, but they had more about them in sort of digging in and gritty, gritty performances. That is the worst performance I've seen this this season from a team who are obviously better. Yeah, I would be. Uh, I mean, look, I haven't watched much Swansea this season at all. So, um, yeah, probably three games I've seen of Swansea, and two of them were against us. Um, but I would be mm. concerned if I was a Swansea fan, and that's their default, like because that is the, you know, definition of insanity, isn't it? Just doing the same thing over and over again, expecting, yeah. expecting different results. Because, um, yeah, the, the fact they kept playing that way all the way through the game uh, and giving us the ball on the edge of their penalty area is. It just, yeah, it's just, it's just unacceptable. Like you say, I was angry on their behalf, even though I was willing us to score even more goals, obviously. And uh, yeah, the Norwood miss. It comes, he reads it brilliantly as it gets played back across their box. I was so furious when he missed this. I shouldn't be. I, I do you know what? I turned away. I don't know what I was doing. Probably looking around. I don't know what I was doing. But basically, I, I turned back and Norwood had an open goal. <laughs> That's all I saw. <laughs> I was like, what? And then he just skied it, and you were like, 
what's just happened? <laughs> uh, I think I scared a few people around me with the sort of extremity of my reaction to this because I so wanted to score. Like, he hasn't scored forever, and I'm sure he really wanted to score as well, but yeah. somehow chips it over the bar from the edge of the box. Ah, oh, just... A really, really dreadful miss. I'm so I don't you know. Think you've seen behind the blades, yeah. I've only skimmed through it actually. Is it is it in that? I, I didn't get to that it, part. Yeah, well, it does show you the chance, but he's he's laughing after Norwood saying it bubbles. <laughs> like, bubble. he, yeah, he does know because he, he just said, "I can't believe I missed that." Yeah, a, a good effort. Of, I say a good effort. He possibly should get that on target as well. Twenty what twenty yards out, no one on him, puts it just wide. Yeah, that was that was a better effort. He could have passed that to Berger. I thought it made a good run, but yeah, uh, I think you wanted to make amends, didn't I? Yeah, which is fair enough. I, I thought he was excellent again, Norwood. Um, he was this this miss aside. That was probably the only thing he did wrong. I mean, I thought he was really good against Hull, apart from the five or six ridiculous passes that gave him a free attack. But he obviously did yeah. not do that at all in this game. I thought, yeah, he was. Uh, it just just absolutely outstanding. I thought. Um, I just don't know how he missed this chance. He's so, uh, yeah. He, we've been saying it for ages now, probably even back to the slab days, that he is the best midfielder in that central role, and he he is. We're completely much better side with him as we saw against Huddersfield away. Yeah, for sure. A um, couple of the sort of footnotes from the game. Charlie Good gets his debut. Um, yeah. Which we haven't. Big lad. Yeah. We haven't mentioned this actually. Baldock did go off injured, um, which is a yeah. concern because Bogle's obviously not on the bench uh, for this game, and yeah, who knows what's going to happen with him? Yeah, and Basham obviously went down quite badly, didn't he? As well um, towards the end, he got, he got back up and played on. But you know, obviously, if the injuries pile up and stuff, you, we will see more of Charlie Good definitely. I think. Yeah, so hopefully Baldock's all right coming off the back of that performance. Otherwise. God knows what we're going to do, I suppose. Maybe Basham will just have to play right wing back. Um, but yeah, encouraging from good. You know, he, he crunches straight into a tackle. There's a couple of nice bits um, getting forward in attack as well. Uh, big lad, as you said. And uh, yeah, nice to see him on the pitch. And the other person, nice on the pitch, of course, Jebison makes his uh, mm. long-awaited, um, well, home debut in front of fans, we should say, because uh, I saw him play against Burnley in front of 3,000 yeah. fans. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, yeah, didn't obviously didn't um, really have much much to do. Won a foul immediately, didn't he? Got got fouled like before it even touched the ball. I think. Yeah, um, it looks it looks pretty quick. I, I mean, obviously, not, I can't rate his performance because he went on long enough, but it does look pretty quick. Yeah, and good for us to be able to um, take Sharp off as well. You know, games uh, mm. games done. So uh, save him for the next game because there is there is a slightly unsettling trend about our uh, results when Sharp doesn't start the game. Yeah, uh, they're not as good as when he does. So, I have to admit, um, I was shouting for him to take him off earlier. Once it had got like to three 0 and there were like twenty minutes left, I was like, just take him off. We, we can't be risking it, you know. Mm. But same with Gibbs White as well. Obviously, he's a player who's come back from injury, and I was like, just take him off. <laughs> yeah, did he <laughs> play the full that. game, Gibbs White? No, he? he did come off. He did come off in the end, Gibbs White for for Jefferson. Oh right, yeah, of course. Oh, M- M- Bernie came on for um for Sharp uh, for Sharp, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I was, I was hoping he were gonna. Get one over his his old team, McBurney, but uh, he barely touched the ball, did he? <laughs> I think it was only it went on for very long. To be fair, nah, no, no, no. Yeah, eight minutes it was. Um, yes, yeah, yeah. so, I mean, what else can you say about this game? Mate? It was just as close to a perfect performance from us, with a, a little bit of finishing aside. Uh, yeah, I thought it was a, a tactical uh, disaster class from Swansea. And uh, we were right on it for every single player. I mean, another clean sheet, um, completely unthreatened. 
and we just look devastating going forward. I, I can't wait to watch us again on Wednesday night. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it because I think I, I've said this a couple of weeks ago that we'll, we will lose. We are going to lose uh, at some point. I don't mean on Wednesday. We are going to lose. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we are going to lose at some point. But it, it, I'm not saying it doesn't matter because it does. But we're still in it. We can afford to, to to lose a game now, and that and we're not playing catch up anymore. It makes a huge difference. We're still going to be in and around the top seven or eight. So you just got to keep. I mean, I'm really looking forward to it. Blackburn have been on a really poor run uh, from the the run that they'd gone off after, after they'd uh, lost the form seven nil or whatever it was. Um, yeah, I'm really, really, really looking forward to it. I think it'll be a tough game, but I I fancy us at the moment. Yeah, I, I, this is where I'm at now. I fancy us against anyone at the moment because. Yeah. Our defence is so good, and I like our attacking options when we can get them on the pitch. So, yeah, it turns out games in hand are worth something after all. You know, we, we kind of what have we done? We've, yeah. we've we've caught up pretty much on a lot of yeah, teams, don't we? You put the yeah, we still got what is it? QPR the only one left now. Games in hand on Middlesbrough, like they're, they're the two that got rearranged, should I say? Yeah. Um, in, in terms of like the amount of games played, though, we 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 actually do still have a game in hand on everyone else in the playoffs too for. Um, Two on Huddersfield, for example. Yeah, um, but yeah, basically we've you know we're we're uh, same amount of games played as everyone below us, if you like. We just have more points now because we picked them up in these games. Um, let's take a quick break, mate. Then we'll talk Blackburn just to uh, just to finish off. Hello, Blades Pod listener. A quick break to tell you about a sponsor of this podcast, NordVPN. Now I use NordVPN myself. It is a fast and secure service that significantly boosts my online privacy and security. It does this by encrypting my traffic on both web and mobile, so I never have to worry about unsecure websites, unsecure apps, unsecure public Wi-Fi networks. NordVPN takes care of all of that for me and a lot more as well. Uh, One of those things that uh, qualifies as a lot more, I suppose, is uh, the ability to change my virtual location with NordVPN with just a single click, and that gives me access to all kinds of streaming platforms uh, that are not available in the UK, which is a very, very handy feature as anyone who has watched uh, football on a on a laptop screen, I suppose, maybe maybe fully aware of that. So that is NordVPN. They are a sponsor of this podcast, as I said, and they have a special offer for BladesPod listeners. All you need to do is head to nordvpn.com slash bladespod or use the code bladespod when you sign up. You'll get 70% or 70% off your NordVPN plan, plus an additional month for free. It is also completely risk-free with NordVPN's 30-day money-back guarantee. So that's nordvpn.com slash blazepod, or use the code blazepod when you sign up and you get a 70% off. Thank you very much for listening. Now back to the podcast. And we're back. And uh, yeah, Blackburn on Wednesday night. Just before we get into that, though, I did just want to mention our goal difference is like completely flipped in the space of about five or six games. I mean, we've we spent the entire season sort of kicking around at zero or, you know, minus one, plus mm. one. Suddenly there's only three teams in the whole league with a better goal difference. Um, yeah. One of yeah, I was surprised. I was, one of the first things I looked at after the game was the goal difference. I thought, I, wonder how it, I was surprised to see that we're up there with the top, what is it, top three or four? The top, the top three are the only ones that have a better the goal top difference. The top three. The top yeah. three, yeah. And uh, obviously we play one of those on... Uh, on Wednesday, which is an opportunity to, to flip that, you know, we, we we win that game, we go level with them or, or better than them on goal difference. Um, we actually would be only a point behind Blackburn with a game in hand as well if we were to win on Wednesday night. Um, yeah, I mentioned before we'd only we've kept the joint most clean sheets in the championship. I mean, 
This isn't a fluke, our, our defence, and that is unquestionably, you know, where this goal difference is kind of the basis yeah. of it. You know, it's it's not like we're getting lucky with teams finishing badly. I mean, you mentioned it last week that we're just stopping teams having chances pretty much game after game, and that's you know really underpinned this rise up the league. And it, it did make me think back to, um, I guess, the most successful periods under Wilder were predicated upon defence. You know, that the defence when we got promoted from the championship and the defence when we finished ninth was unbelievable, wasn't it? Like they just we did so well to stop teams from scoring basically and yeah. stop them having many chances. So you switch back to the three five two, the back three, suddenly it's happening again and we've shooted up shot up the league again. So Yeah and I, look I'm, I'm I don't I don't want to do this too early because this is so lot but I'm happy to concede because I said it's not going to be the you know, we're not, not everything's going to change if we go to a back three. And touch wood, I'm wrong. I was wrong. <laughs> because we've looked so, so, so much better. And if we can carry it on and we get in the playoffs, I will issue an apology to every player and every person who said that we needed to change the tactics and the players were... I, didn't pass, I thought the players had gone. I thought this group had gone and they're showing at the moment that, you know, they don't look like they are. And I, I love that more than anyone. <laughs> yeah, and in a lot of cases... Uh... Getting better, I think. I think Norwood's almost game by game improved. I say his last sort of three or four weeks has been the best he's played all season, and yeah, yeah. But that's but that's been a slow progression, I guess, getting up to that. Baldock, obviously, we talked about probably his best game of the season. Berger, yeah, unquestionably, yeah, yeah, yeah. best game of the season. Yeah, in uh, trending in the right direction at the right time for sure. Um, yeah, definitely. Just quickly looking at some other results from this weekend. So uh, Hull, who we were obviously frustrated to draw against, they go and um, draw at QPR. So maybe not such a bad result after all. Yeah, yeah. Huddersfield, yeah. Um, kind of frustrated to draw against. Huddersfield beating Fulham away. Yeah, that, that I would. I really had Fulham down to win that one. But are they sixteen unbeaten now? Huddersfield. Uh, Something around those lines. I think you're right. Yeah, I think I think it was fifteen when they played us. Yeah. So mm. yeah, you're right. Um, and then Middlesbrough lose at Bristol City. So, and also uh, let's not forget they're going under the radar, understandably, I suppose. But Luton, I think we're the only team to beat Luton in the past nine or something like that. Mm, yeah, they're creeping up there, aren't they? They've been a been a decent team, Luton, all season. It's just yeah. we we made them look terrible. In that this way. is what I mean. And these results now are not looking. You know, you, you know, yeah, we beat we beat Luton at home, so what? Well, look at Luton's results since then. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so Blackburn. Uh, what what do you make of Blackburn? This well, you went to Blackburn, didn't you? And this is a yes, you know, a nice revenge is sweet. Is all I'm going to say. Yeah, hopefully it <laughs> will be this, revenge. But this will be a nice inflection point, I think, of um, you know how how much we've been able to flip the script on our season because that was that was probably the lowest point, wasn't it, um, of this season? I think that defeat at yeah. Blackburn. Obviously, you yeah. kind of it only lasted. Uh, two more games, which two more games, yeah, four yeah. points. Actually, got four points from those games, and w- <laughs> was like the bedrock of this run of going back to a back three and um, mm-hmm. starting fodring him, I suppose. But yeah, there's there's a lot of wrongs to try and right on Wednesday night, I think, from our perspective, because yeah, a lot of that team will still be playing uh, on Wednesday, I would imagine. Yeah, and, um, yeah, that must have been a very humbling experience for the players as well as the fans. I mean, yeah, what a uh, I mean, what what for you is like changed from how we played against Blackburn then to how we've played in the last few weeks or few months? Well, for a start, we had four at the back against Blackburn. It were only mm. against Coventry that we went to a three at the back. Um, 
we just we do look a different team, and it, it, we're more high pressure. They ran through our midfield. Did you? You didn't watch this game, did you? I don't think. No, I. Uh, you were away ended, or something. Ended, I was yeah. away, and I ended up making a good decision not to try and. Yeah, see yeah, and they were just running through the midfield, and it was the worst of Norwood and Fleck in that you know when they looked like they're running through treacle, mm. <laughs> and so they were just running time and time and time and time again. Through. We got that brilliant start with Bruce the one nil, and I think, and then we had a sharp chance, and and the Moose ate the bar from about a, a yard out. We were a mess. We were a total mess. And obviously that started that fantastic run that Blackburn went on. And, and that's why Blackburn are third, basically, because they'd be something like 10 unbeaten or whatever it were. But mm-hmm. their results lately have really... I think it, they've got five points out of the last five, which is obviously not great. I will sort of caveat, they have had a tough run. They've mm. played Luton away, Forest at home, West Brom away, Middlesbrough. So it's been difficult, but they did also lose away at Hull and Swansea. So... Yeah, and uh, arguably a bigger concern. Only one goal scored in their last six games, I think it is. They and... don't concede many, but they don't. Yeah, they, I mean, in the past, in the past six, as you said, they've scored one goal, um, but they've only conceded five. So they've conceded five and five, which is not a terrible record, but only mm. scored one. Yeah, um, looking at the numbers, they've been a, a good attack, a sort of actually kind of middle of the road defense. I mean, I think they've been a mm. bit fortunate to only concede the amount that they have. Yeah, possibly carried a little bit by Ben Brereton Diaz this season, who yeah, I think has yeah. got has he, he scored twenty, and they've they've scored forty three as a team. Um, well, something like we were looking at this actually in the pub after the match. He's I think he's got something like twenty in twenty eight games. It's a ridiculous record. It is impressive, and he is uh, almost certainly not going to play against us on Wednesday. Um, mm. Yeah, got a, an ankle injury uh, a couple of weeks ago. He was on crutches this weekend in a photo I saw earlier. Um, yeah. So, you know, I obviously don't want any footballer to get injured, but um, that's good news for us, I think, if he's not playing. Um, oh, yeah, completely. Uh, I mean, he, he bullied our defence at their place as well, to be fair. Well, and the other the other person who had a, a bit of a field day that day is um, Pervader, I think it is, on loan from Leeds, mm. and he's, he's out with a serious injury as well, so he's not played for him yeah. for a little while. I'm curious where this team's going, actually, uh, and I, I'm... I'm Quite excited about uh, us potentially beating them. I, I did a little. I've got a few views. I'll probably post it tomorrow morning. They're not confident at all. They're not being like sort of. Oh, we're the worst team in the world. Blah blah blah. But I think they know that they're in a bit of a, a lull. They're basically all saying that they're, they think the best that they seem to think they can out for is a scrappy one nil away performance back to the wall sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's not forget that. The last time I played them, they just come off the seven nil against Fulham and they beat us. So, that was an excellent you know, point. Get, yeah, and they were really downbeat then. Their form has definitely changed from the last few from I did because they they all wanted Melbury out. They were all saying it was awful football, really boring. Then obviously now the third in the league, so there's a lot more optimism. But I think they are they they're sort of thinking they're just hoping they've got enough points on the board to sort of get over the line in the playoffs now. Hmm. And they, they probably will, to be honest. The five, five points clear of uh, Middlesbrough in seventh. Played a game more, but yeah, you'd, you'd have to certainly fancy him to make the playoffs. It's so tight, though, because the teams are going up. I mean, I watched Benjamin Bloom show yesterday, and someone said, I've Sheffield United peaked too early. And we were like, ah, no way. But you never know. You know, Blackburn, we're doing what Blackburn did. You know, anything could happen. A couple of injuries, we could go down. QPR on a really poor run. From a re- gone from a really good run into a really poor run. It's only really Huddersfield who have kept that consistency out of the the top the the, the teams who have been at the top all season basically. Yeah, uh, I think 
Blackburn are where they are on merit for sure. They they have been one yeah. of the better teams this season. Uh, I think I think the word used there, lull, in a bit of a lull, is is probably about right to be honest. And that's why mm-hmm. I'm quite hopeful for us on uh, on Wednesday night. I certainly do, I don't view them with the same suspicion that I sort of have for QPR and lesser extent Huddersfield. I think who have drawn a lot of games in their unbeaten run, but yeah, again, can't really argue with the uh, with the results there. Um, I just feel they're really surprising me. I keep thinking they're going to drop out and they keep picking up these results, so fair play to them. And I thought they were good against us, actually. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Ryan Giles is a player on loan at um, at Blackburn who you may remember from earlier in the season who was on loan at Cardiff at that point when we played. Oh, yeah, I do remember place. this guy. Yeah, yeah. Got recalled by Wolves in January and then uh, put on loan to Blackburn instead. Um, so he went through the, the fear that we had with Morgan Gibbs-White um, mm-hmm. before his injury. When Giles left Cardiff, uh, he had the most assists in the championship at that point and he's sort of carried it on quite nicely with Blackburn. Um, mm-hmm. So watch out for him. He is a, I mean, he is a genuine, really, really good player. So very yeah. dangerous attacker. Um, do we want to mention the referee? Matthew Donahue, as they say on the Red Arthur Sheffield. I'm not going to say what they said in the middle of that, but yeah, one of their, their better moments. Yeah, uh, Matthew Donahue, who put in one of the worst performances I've ever seen as a ref. I don't think I'm being. I don't think I'm exaggerating there. This Just a the, terrible all-round performance. This is the Millwall home game for anyone. Millwall who's, uh, home for, game. Frustrating Just, night all round, exacerbated yeah. by him. Uh, yeah, Morgan Gibbs White got a second yellow card for diving, which that actually was one of the more defensible decisions. Of yeah, the yeah, nothing wrong with that. But they should have had a man sent off for that clip on Fleck, and then because we took the free kick, he, he decided they weren't going to do it. There were corners that we got that we shouldn't have got. It was bad for both sides. It was just a poor yeah. ref. Yeah, it says a lot when uh, we agree with the referee's big decision and it's a game he gave us a penalty in and we still thought it was absolutely dreadful. Yeah, yeah. So, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was appalling. Yeah, let's let's hope he uh, picks it up a bit. In it's interesting, we've got Blackburn and Millwall next. I think that's two really tough games because I think Millwall away is always tough and they're, they're on a decent run as well. I think they've only lost one out of the last five or something. So... Two more really tough games, then we've got Forest and Middlesbrough. So, Aye, well, this is uh, this is where we want to be in it, up uh, yeah. with something to play for, as we said. But yeah, it's, I, I'm amazed to see us in that top six. Partly because I'd never thought it's, it's just felt like every time we win, we actually go down a place. Is how it's felt <laughs> yeah. for the last couple of months. But yeah, yeah I mean, I've, I just keep looking at it like, wow, this. Uh, you know, that's obviously. At the start of the season, that's very much where we expect. I think a lot of United fans, certainly you and I, yeah. expected to see yeah. us there. Um, but yeah, to actually see it now with 31 games played and having gone through the uh, three or four months of crap, basically, is yeah. uh, is pretty good. And yeah, the team uh, just like, may as well touch on the other games this this midweek as well. Um, uh, who concerns us? Bristol City's got Coventry. Obviously, Coventry got a last minute win. They're only three points off as Coventry. Mm. Um, Middlesbrough's got West Brom, who still aren't scored under Steve Bruce. <laughs> See Bruce, I don't know if anyone's seen that start. I sent it to you. Uh, he's managed two teams this season. He's won no games. <laughs> <laughs> Which is fantastic. Uh, Preston's got Forest. Preston have been on a nice run of form, I think. Yeah, yeah. That's true. Uh, up until losing to Reading, obviously, on Saturday. Uh, Swansea, Bournemouth, if you're still thinking about top two. Uh, and nope. then, yeah, Fulham's got Peterborough, if you, if you think we can catch them. Uh, Huddersfield... <laughs> Huddersfield <laughs> Huddersfield's got Cardiff at home, QPR's got Blackpool at home, and Stoke Luton. Stoke Luton. Yes, there's quite a few teams in the chasing pack that are playing each other then, aren't they? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
someone's going to drop points. Um, we could do Bruce to have his hoodoo over Wilder if possible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good point. Yeah, that'd be interesting to see. Uh, right, anything else uh, to mention about Blackburn uh, or, or indeed Swansea or the, the day itself? No, it's just, exciting, just an exciting time. An exciting time to be a United fan. I'm really, really looking forward to games again now where mm. I, I haven't had that feeling since... Oh, I really can't remember. I mean, I suppose the, the last time or when... I'm really looking forward to the Preston game after we beat Peterborough 6-2. And obviously that fell flat and you have all these false storms. But the run is enough now to suggest that you are, we, we are genuinely hugely in the challenge for the playoffs. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that was... <laughs> the Preston game was like, right, we've had one good game. That's it now. We've figured it yeah. out. Whereas now it's yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. we've had 12 good <laughs> games in pretty much in a row. <laughs> um my final final note, uh, just to finish off, uh, I have to give a shout out to uh, Sue Meakin, no relation, but um, friend of the podcast, listens to the podcast, and uh, she was listening to, I think it was our mailbag episode, and we were talking about underrated kits, and uh, we both mentioned a, a different home shirt that we liked. She listened to that episode and uh, realised she had a couple of those shirts and one or two very generously, extremely generously. Hand them over to us, getting rid Absolutely. of them. Absolutely, yeah. Um... Really, thank you so much for. I've not got mine yet because obviously, I um, I stayed out after the game on Saturday uh, to watch the Kelbrook fight, and I didn't want to get drunk and leave it somewhere in a pub. So <laughs> Ben still got it, but yeah, I've not seen it yet. But I'll uh, yeah, I'll try and get a, a photo up of that. Um, really appreciate that. Yeah, incredibly generous, Sue. Thanks so much um, for yeah. Well, donating them, I suppose, and lugging them around before the match. And uh, yeah, I'll have to uh, have to get you a drink for next time I see you in the pub. So um, yeah, big thanks to uh, to Sue Meekin. It's always nice to meet another another Meekin in the wild. There's not not that many of us, I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, not the most common surname going around, unless you're in Stoke, yeah. there's apparently an entire hive of Meekins around there. I'm not sure that's the right <laughs> collective noun for Meekins, to be honest. But well, there we go. Anyway, I'm, I'm completely rambling here. Uh, so we will wrap up shortly. But yeah, thanks again to Sue. Um, what you got to plug, mate, before we wrap up? I I got a good... I thought the Swansea fans were quite funny, actually, uh, mm. on the view from. Um, some, um, yeah, some fantastic... I'll not spoil it if you've not seen it. It was worth a, worth a look. Very fair as well. I don't think they had much argument, but, you know, they weren't bitter about it. Um, and then the Blackburn one will be up probably tomorrow morning. Um, recorded a new Maidley episode on Sunday, uh, Saturday, should I say. So we'll see if, uh, yeah, that should be up one of, one of the days this week as well. So, yeah, all go, all go. Beautiful. Yeah, one of the Swansea, Swansea fans used the phrase that I can't repeat on here, but mm. it really did make me <laughs> Yeah. It was, it was in reference to doing something to their own eyes, basically. In... Yeah. In response, uh, I to like the, the, the first quote was just, "Well, that went well." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, couldn't have. Uh, yeah, yeah. Could... and oh, by the way, the Blackburn uh, view from I've got a couple already. Uh, really good, really worth a read. Actually, from what I'll not, I'll not get it away again. But yeah, lots of talk about praising Sheffield as a city, and uh, oh. yeah, talking about the yeah, yeah, re- good guys. The Blackburn fans they were really sound uh, last time we played, man, and, and I think they won my best fans of the year award um when we went up that year so yeah should be a good one fantastic look forward to that that is roy's view from.com the podcast is living with madely you can get that wherever you are listening to this right now and um yeah i will see you on wednesday mate thank you very much for your time on this monday morning and i will uh, i'll catch up with you then thank you mate cheers Hello again, Bladespod listeners. Thank you very much for listening to this episode. And thank you also to Nord Pass 
the leading password manager who kindly support this podcast. NordPass is brought to you by the cybersecurity experts who built NordVPN, another friend of the podcast, of course, who you will have heard earlier, and uh, are used by more than 14 million people worldwide to get added security and speed when using the old internet there. Uh, NordPass is everything I need in a password manager. It keeps all my passwords in one place. It's accessible with just a single master password, means that's the only thing I need to remember, and they can generate ultra-secure new passwords with just a single click. Their autofill feature also helps me log in near instantly to whatever site or account I'm using without having to rack my brains for whatever details I came up with months or years before when I created that account. And NordPass are offering a great deal to BlazePod listeners this month. You can get 52% off NordPass if you sign up at nordpass.com slash BlazePod or just use the code BlazePod on sign up. That's 52% off a two-year plan plus one month absolutely free. Head to nordpass.com slash BlazePod now and boost your own online security. Thank you once again for listening and downloading BladesPod. We'll be back after the next game.